There's some not good news. Shocking, right? In 2020. There's some not good news moving forward when it comes to restarting some of these professional sports, i.e., I guess, NBA, as we see the Milwaukee Bucks have to close up their facilities right before they're going back to Orlando. Now, Thursday, I think, is when they're uh, going back to Orlando, but they closed up their training facilities because of some not good news when it comes to testing for COVID-19 as uh, the Bucks shut it down. I know you're crunching some numbers over at Nels, so we'll talk about it coming up, but they're not the only NBA team to shut down their practice facilities. Uh, they joined the Heat, the Clippers, Nuggets, and the Nets, who've all closed their, their practice facilities before they have to scuttlebutt on out to uh, Orlando for bubble play on Thursday. Yeah, with how the Nets were talking, though, I think they probably shut theirs down before even anyone got back. Yeah. <laughs> Half that team doesn't even want to play. No. and Yeah, that was even before they got positive tested, right? That was just, eh, we're just going to shut this here down. Well, Kyrie's not playing. Playing Well, Kevin Durant doesn't want to play. Oh, insert name here doesn't want to play. Yeah, DeAndre Jordan. He's- yeah, Jordan, he's got the Roans. He doesn't want to play. And then, um, speaking of people not wanting to play. <laughs> when three of our best four players don't want to play, eh, we're done. Well, we're going to shut this one down. But um, then I see uh, Major League Baseball, the Brewers got back underway. Friday, they had uh, 45 guys there, but not all. I guess Thursday was their intake day, right? The 45 guys there, but not all were practicing on Saturday when they started actually their uh Spring training 2.0. Yeah, Thursday so was intake. Saturday was the first Supposedly practice. no positive tests from intake, but there were the few positive employees and players that were there early. Yeah, so how about that? All the all of the actual players for the Brewers, none of them testing positive for COVID-19. It was just some other ones, like you just said, uh, in the facility, whatever. But you got NBA players testing positive left and right with the Rones. Hmm. You got Major League Baseball players. Well, we'll just stick for the Milwaukee Brewers in this case. No positive tests, except oh, some of the facilities. Baseball in general was pretty low. Yeah, I know. You were crunching the numbers, you said. So Major League Baseball announced, uh, they're not naming names because I can't do to HIPAA. Eh. <laughs> but somehow you can it figure still it out. Comes it out. still leaks. But according to at least 19 organizations had at least one player or staff member test positive. But that was a total of 38 across the majors. So 31 players and seven test, uh, seven staff members across the league testing positive for COVID-19, but that's out of 3,100 tests. That's a positive test rate of 1.2%. Yeah, I think uh, there weren't a ton of big names that tested positive out there. Mm -mm. Uh, Obviously, Charlie Blackman was one of the first early ones. Yep. And Freddie Freeman, I think, was probably the biggest name for the Atlanta Braves. Obviously, all-star. Yep. I think that's about it for huge superstar names. Yeah, that we've heard of, and uh, like like I just said, their their hit rate, positive hit rate, one point two percent in Major League Baseball. Then you go look at the NBA, and in the NBA you see cases they're shutting down practice facilities. The Bucks just did it on Friday, and like I said just a little bit ago, they joined the likes of the Heat, the Clippers, the Nuggets, and the Nets. To close up their facilities, there's a lot of guys getting test, positive test results for coronavirus. Now, the NBA, what do we know about their rosters, Nelly, in the NBA compared to Major League Baseball's rosters? And teams? Yeah, obviously it's a lot smaller. And the NBA didn't pick up any new rules to the fact that, yeah, we're going to be expanding rosters. Like MLB said, yeah, we're expanding rosters. You can bring 60 guys to this new spring training. Mm-hmm. 
So interesting to see the amount of positive test rates coming out of the NBA compared to Major League Baseball. Yeah, as of Thursday, I think NBA had 25 positive tests out of only 344 players tested. Wow. Did you figure out the percentage on that, right? Yeah, that's over 7.3%. 7.3%. And what what were the numbers again you said? MLB was 1.2%. 1.2%. Major League Baseball, 3,100 tests. Yeah, so obviously baseball pulled a lot more players mm-hmm. and had a lot lower rate. Sample size not as big, but that's a lot of positive tests for the NBA. It is. It's a, a lot of positive tests. Especially for what we know with the nationwide percentages. Yep. And what the MLB is doing. Yeah. Very interesting. I mean, you had um, Jabari Parker. What was he, the last name? Or I guess it was DeAndre Jordan, but Jabari Parker got it. And Jabari Parker, positive with COVID-19. He was then self allegedly self-isolating in Chicago, but then he was caught playing tennis out with some friends in a park somewhere. But he was also earlier, before he got tested with positive COVID-19, he was out protesting in Milwaukee with the Milwaukee Bucks, like Giannis and company. So very interesting, Rowdy. Yeah, and what's crazy about that is Jabari Parker was with Giannis and it was actually a decent amount of Bucks players. I know it was Sterling Brown. I think it was Brooke Lopez, Dante DiVincenzo, mm-hmm. and a f- I think a few others. Yeah. Now, Milwaukee Bucks won't leak who tested positive, obviously, yep. but they shut their facilities down. They did. So on it's got to be more than just one player. Yeah. I wonder if it's. Is it a player? Maybe. Is it a bunch of people? Multiple players? Multiple, maybe. Is it people in the facilities that are, you know, like faculty? Maybe. I mean, it also kind of stinks when you have Jabari Parker testing positive and you have half a dozen bucks right around him. Yeah, we know know for a fact Jabari Parker has COVID-19. He tested positive for it. And we know for a fact Jabari Parker was alongside of the likes of Giannis, those (laughs) names of Players you just listed. And we know that, you know, when you come in contact with the virus, it's supposed to be three to 14 days before you show it. Yeah. And it can take up to 14 days to get rid of it. Yeah. That's a month ago. They were protesting together about a month ago. Yeah. And then, I mean, you could have it longer. Like Rudy Gobert, didn't Rudy Gobert say he can't still, he can't smell. He still can't smell. Rudy Gobert was the well, that guy. That just might have been some other disease he got from licking everything. <laughs> he was licking a lot of things, touching a lot of things. If you remember, Rudy Gobert was the guy. He was patient zero uh, that kind of brought down the NBA uh, in this, the regular season. If you guys remember this thing called sports. You remember sports, right? You remember there was an NBA season going on. The Bucks were the best. Do you remember that? I know it's a long time ago. No, it was, it was like big. five years ago. Feels like it, doesn't it? But Rudy Gobert was patient zero. He was the guy that... Uh, Kind of was the face of COVID-19 to bring down the NBA. Rudy Gobert proclaims, I think what I read was he, he can't smell things from afar. So I think, uh, okay. I think that's what the story was. Like he still so has he, trouble so smelling. So he's not like a dog? He still has <laughs> trouble smelling things from a distance. And maybe his taste is still kind of messed up. Uh, but other than that, I mean, he's fine. And he was still practicing and he's still whatever, you know, he's still practicing and hanging with his teammates and whatnot. But yeah, there's <laughs> Rudy Gobert, but he wasn't trying to French kiss everyone. That Pepe Le Pew, who shot the bleu. He was now as that. Uh, can't smell from afar, Nelly. 
<laughs> but who knows? Who knows, man? Christian Yelich of the Milwaukee Brewers. Remember that guy? You signed a team-friendly deal, Nelly? Remember that? Seems like forever the last time we saw him play. Yeah. Well, he's uh, at Spring Training 2.0 in Miller Park. And things are going decently, swimmingly, if you will. They had, what, 45 guys report. Not all of them were playing, though, when it comes to the Milwaukee Brewers and positive tests for COVID-19. Not a single one of the players, that is, for the Brewers tested positive. That's good. That's good, Nelly. And, in fact, in Major League Baseball, they had 3,100 tests. 1.2% came back positive. 31 players, 7 staff members. And in the NBA, Nelly, so what do we know about baseball? And Major League Baseball. Rosters are huge, right? Yeah. I mean, obviously dialed back a little bit, but. I, well, they're bringing bigger, in up to 60 guys for spring training, too. They're a, the, Rosters a bigger will be organization set at than you would be when it comes to playing basketball, right? Or the NBA. Yeah, much bigger. So, Major League Baseball has a 1.2% positive. What did NBA have, Rowdy? Well, they had 25. This was as of Thursday. They had 25 players test positive at their first initial intake out of a little less than 350. Mm-hmm. And that came to, I think it was about 7.3% of players testing positive compared to MLB's just 1.2%. Yeah, that's crazy. And there's a lot more people, obviously, a lot more moving parts, I guess, in Major League Baseball. But NBA, we see them having a lot more positive tests. In fact, the Bucks, the Milwaukee Bucks, shut down their practice facilities on Friday and will not let me repeat, will not reopen them again. They are flying out Thursday to Orlando for the bubble. Yeah, I just I just find it so strange how the NBA's you if you play in the NBA versus the MLB, you are seven times more likely to have tested positive. It's crazy. Now the only thing I can think of okay, if you're a professional athlete and you're at home getting ready for an upcoming season, you know, getting invited back to your facility, V it be Miller Park or the Pfizer Forum, what are you doing? You're you're pretty much quarantining, right? Mm-hmm. Or you're social distancing, you're staying at home, you're getting ready yep. to go back to the facilities. Mm-hmm. The only thing I can think of of why the NBA is so much higher than the MLB for testing rate is Literally, the players going out and protesting. Yeah, because that's the only extra additional thing that they've. That's the only the difference between the two. Now, if you type in NBA players protesting on Google, you just you see hits all over. Yeah, of different people across the cities. Well, just in Milwaukee, Giannis was out. um, You know, just just about the whole team was out, and then even Jabari Parker was out in Milwaukee with the guys. Was one of the guys that tested positive, and with all these Bucks players, and now they're not naming names. But Bucks players are positive, and it's got to be either one major one like a Giannis or multiple for the fact that they're going to completely shut down the facility. Yeah, well, I, I would assume they don't want to jeopardize moving forward to Thursday when they go to the bubble for Orlando and then just shutting it all down. I, I would say even if the guy at the end of the bench would get it, they still would do it just to be on the extra cautious side because you would have to be as you restart the season. But what did we? wasn't it last week? Uh, Commissioner of the NBA, Adam Silver, came out and already kind of planted the seed that they are still willing to cancel the season if there's a lot of positive COVID-19 tests. Yeah. We we played comments from him on Wednesday. He already planted the seed. And And he said, and I quote, they're never full steam ahead. And now if you go go back to Google, like I said, if you typed in NBA players protesting, you get a ton of different hits, obviously. Mm -hmm. It was pretty out there. If you type in MLB players protesting, 
you don't really see any hits. There's like MLB players speaking out. Yeah. Like, but there was nothing like players in the streets. You even the fifth hit is actually talking about the NBA players. Mm-hmm. That's the only difference that I see between the two different leagues is one league was very out there on the street protesting. The other was not. Yeah. And now the ones that were out there were seven times more likely to test positive according to these first intake numbers. And now I'm all for going out and protesting whatever you feel like you should be protesting. That's your right. Yeah. Whether it be stay at home order or social unrest. Sure. Sure. Go out and protest. It's your right. Peaceful protest. Yeah. But I just can't get on board with that isn't an effect at all when you can look at these two different ones and all of a sudden their numbers are much higher. Yeah. I mean, what what else have they been doing besides that? You know, it's that's and that's where there's not really much else to do. And yet you see these reports that are telling you there's no evidence that protesting out in public has past the virus or giving it any spike. It's just crazy that Major well, League Baseball... just look at the NBA tests. It's crazy that Major League Baseball is 1.2% positive COVID-19 tests while the NBA is 7... What was it? Seven. It was 7.3. 7.3%. And just think about how fewer tests they've done in the NBA because yeah. there's fewer people they've tested on rosters less and teams. than 350 people. Less Major than League Baseball has already 3, tested over... Yeah. 3,100, like, if not more. Crazy. This thing on? There we go. Nelson. 75 hot dogs in 10 minutes for Joey Chestnut. Yeah, I texted you. I sat there and watched it. 75. Like I said, I had nothing better to do for an hour. So I watched both the women's and the men's competition. And Joey Chestnut in 45 seconds, had he stopped right there, would have gotten third place in the women's. That's insane. (laughs) 45 seconds. 45 seconds. He ate 10 hot dogs. How? Dude. Now, we've tried to do competitive eating here. Obviously, we don't train for like those guys do. <laughs> no. But even when you're going as fast as you possibly can trying to eat a hot dog, it one dog takes some time. Like, what would you say? Well, I, would say I mean, they dunk it in the water. And, first, obviously, the first dog's the fastest. Yeah. And even that, what would that take you? Because you were, you were going after pretty good last year. I'd, we'd, we'd have to watch the replay. Yeah. When people aren't trying to cheat on their numbers of what they actually I would ate say, or didn't I, eat. I would say your first two go down pretty fast yeah and then all of a sudden the reality starts setting in like my god i have a tray full of hot dogs in front of me and a lot of time left and i'm already getting kind of full. yeah what did we do two i think we did like two or three minutes it was i want to say it was three minutes because i know we didn't do five no no but i had four and a half in that time might have been two minutes it was two minutes i think i know i had four and a half and i got second and jackson jones had five yes now that's that's a once that's you, a fast eating. Yeah, and that like you said, that's two, three minutes. You could already tell you were hitting a wall when you, <laughs> when you got to like four. Joey Chestnut again in ten minutes ate seventy-five hot dogs. Good God. Yeah, I would be interested to see how many I could get in ten minutes. No, I mean, there ain't much going on right now. We could, <laughs> if we want to do it, I think we could do it. Impromptu Hot dog contest on the seventh. Like, how do you tra- start training for that? I was watching like Joey Chestnut. There was a documentary on competitive eaters. They would just pound like cabbage to expand their stomach, because or lettuce, I should say, and cabbage, cabbage too. And they would just pound it, bo- giant bowls of it, in order to stretch out their stomach, and then just be able to just fit ungodly amounts of food in there. Seventy-five hot dogs in ten minutes. 
How do you not ex- rip at the seams? Explode of dogs. Man, I'm trying to think how much I... I think I could get nine in ten minutes. Hey, I mean, seriously, there's not much going on. We could probably do it. All right, let's go to the phones quick. Sasquatch Mike in the house. What's up, dude? Mike? Wow. I think he dropped. Hi, oh, I'm here. oh, Mike, Mike, are you there? I'm here, guys. Sorry, I had my phone on mute for a second because I was talking to somebody outside. Okay, guys, <laughs> listen. First of all, talking about the food thing, okay? That's that's incredible with the hot dogs. But you remember the show Man versus Food? Yes. Okay. I, got, I heard a comedian once, this, and I saw this in Vegas. This was hilarious. He goes, hey, forget about man versus food. He goes, I want to see man versus toilet. It's because I want to see what happens after they eat off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're going to no low-flow toilets there. You're going to need the most powerful one you can get. Get a couple plumbers ready, man. <laughs> make, sure you, make sure you line those turds up so they fit down the pipe straight. <laughs> hey, listen, guys, I got to tell you, on a serious note, okay, listen, I want to calm everybody's nerves with the coronavirus, okay? Okay. Now, what's happening right now, and, and you got all the colleges, all the kids are coming back, their athletics or the pro, sports programs are coming back in. So now you're seeing all this huge rise, okay? Well, they're also starting to mandate testing throughout the country. They're making people get tested left and right, okay? Mm-hmm. We already know that the tests are very inaccurate. They give a ton of false positives. That's been proven. The CDC has an article where they even admit that the test is inaccurate, okay? You can, you can read that online. Uh, but, of course, the news doesn't report that. And, of course, because it gives false positives. Now, I'm going to tell you guys something. My daughter works in a nursing home in the town that I live in, and um, one of the girls uh, is going back to college. And so she had to get tested for an athletic program, and she got tested positive for COVID. The girl has absolutely no symptoms, not yeah. even a sniffle, yeah. okay? So they made the entire uh, CNA and nursing staff take their tests, and out of, like, 18 people, six of them came back positive. Here's the ironic thing. Nobody, not one of them, had a symptom. So they're calling it asymptomatic. But here's the deal, guys. It's not even asymptomatic. So the, uh, what they did was they, in, the, in the flu virus for the last 12 years, they put in five to seven different strains of coronavirus. So when you've had the flu shot, and 72% of Americans have had the flu shot every year or every other year, you've already got these antibodies in your, in your, in your body. So the, the test is going to test that, it. oh, it's showing that you have it or it's there, it's in your body. So it's giving a false positive, guys. That's what this all is. And isn't it ironic, back in the spring when all New York City had all these deaths, but you're not seeing the deaths. You're saying, oh, the numbers are rising, but the deaths are going down. Oh, Mike, down. Mike, the, the deaths and the hospitalizations are, like, bottoming out. It's all, they're, they're the lowest they're, they've, it's the lowest they've, it's ever been since the pandemic started. But now they're getting a bunch of positive tests that are all asymptomatic because they're, like, in the 20-year-old range, obviously. And they're all getting positive tests, even though they're not showing any signs of symptoms. But if you look but, at it, and the news will never say this, but well, the, listen, the hospitalizations daughter, and the hospitalizations and deaths are the lowest it's ever been. Exactly. And my daughter was one of the ones who tested positive. This is my point. This was two weeks ago. Guys, I'm 58 years old. I don't have a damn symptom. I'm not sick. I wasn't even worried about it. My daughter tested positive, And I thought this is a crock of garbage. <laughs> oh. I'm just telling everybody, calm down. And, you know what they're going to do is they're going to make they're going to make mandate. They're going to shut everything down. And I'm thinking to myself, how crazy is this, guys? But I'll just tell you real quick. I, I live outside of Dubuque. I, I live outside of Dubuque. I live outside of uh, Rockford. But I went to Dubuque, and there's a car show called Torque Fest, and it's a it's a like a rat rod antique car show. There was probably about four thousand people there. They have it every year, and uh, it was at the fairgrounds. And I was there on Saturday. And guys, I'm telling you. There was probably half a dozen people with masks. Nobody else even had a mask on. <laughs> yes. Thanks, Mike. You're kind of cutting out at the end there, buddy. Thanks, Mike. 
Thanks, man. See you, buddy. Yeah, I, mean, I this number is, and we'll get back to the phone. Sure, I know Zach and the Dells is waiting in the wings. This just comes right from Wisconsin um, Wisconsin, Public Health, Madison, and Dane County. That's the source. Public Health, Madison, and Dane County. This is as of yesterday. Uh, the United States reported 254 COVID deaths yesterday. That's the lowest daily total since March 23rd. Wisconsin reported zero lives lost today and yesterday. Seven of the past 15 days have been zero reported deaths in the state. The 26th death in Wisconsin in the last seven days is the lowest seven-day count recorded since late March. And obviously, we don't want one death is too many. Obviously, we don't want anyone dying of this. Uh, Dane County has reached... Or, I'm sorry, Dane County has recorded zero COVID-related lives lost in 19 straight days, only one in the past 30 days, and three total since moving to Phase 1 of the forward Dane plan 40 days ago. Jefferson County has recorded one COVID-related death in the past 51 days. Statewide hospitalizations continue to decrease, and the current ICU inpatient total of 65 is the lowest to date and dropped by a massive 28 patients in the last week. The thing that you see going up constantly now is the positive tests, but the majority of those are asymptomatic because now you're getting like, like the twenty-something-year-olds, right, Rowdy? Yeah, oh. I think the what was the average age between twenty and thirty. Yeah. Again, as of yesterday, according, and you can go look for it yourself. Public Health Madison and Dane County. You can just Google that. And I know there were some studies that have come out recently that we talked about too. That said, they're now finding that some of these asymptomatic people aren't passing the virus on. Yeah. So again, something you won't hear much because it doesn't sell the sizzle of the headlines. The United States, the lowest daily total yesterday for deaths since March 23rd. Also, ICU inpatients, people in the hospital with it, the lowest it's been since the start of this pandemic. Let's go back to the phones. Zach, what's up, man? What's up? How was your weekend? It was good. It was awesome to get away, and it was um, just nice, you know, just beautiful weather. I had no complaints here. How about you, buddy? I had a wedding on Saturday. It was a little more hickish, if anything. But uh, <laughs> How'd the wedding you know, go? Uh, it was fine. It was someone I never met before. They kind of, it was last minute. They're like, oh, we need a DJ. I was like, oh, okay. Oh, cool, so, man. You turn it on and rip the knob off? Turn it on and rip the knob off. Oh, uh, Turn it on and yeah, rip the knob Yeah, but a lot of country off. music. <laughs> Hey, yeah, man. Uh, or should yeah. Blake Shelton should say, hell right. Hell yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, um, Nelly, what, Nelly said about, what, nine hot dogs in ten minutes? I think that would be the number. I, I would put the number at eight and a half, maybe seven. You ever done competitive eating, Zach? I, I, well, I've done the hot dog thing before. I did seven hot dogs in, I think it was ten, maybe twelve minutes. I can't remember. Against God, my friend. I don't know if I could do it, dude. It's hard. Like, you think, like, you're like, oh, it's these eating BD hot dogs. You get past that third one, you're like, oh, my God. So you really have to actually dunk in water. And then the gross part is that, you know, you don't finish that hot dog quick. You get all the mush from the bun, and <laughs> it's just, it's not really. <laughs> Nothing worse know. than that mushy, watery, no, the, like, water, bread the water. The bun is definitely the worst. Oh, yeah. Because you just keep chewing. Yeah. I mean, you, obviously, you don't want a, a wet, soggy bun. If but anything, you have to do it to get it down quick. Well, I think wait, I don't know if I've noticed it, but Joey sometimes I don't think he even does the whole bun. What he'll do is just take the dog, just put it down the hatchet, and I think he just dips the bun in later. Maybe, does he even chew he the hot the whole, dog or does he just does he just swallow it? I don't know. I would like Oop. ask his doctor. 
God, his doctor's got to be like, dude, you got you to gotta stop this, man. Oh, 75 hot dogs in 10 minutes. How was that possible? Uh, he was inside. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how that was possible, dude. No, he, you know, he transferred all year, and it's quite the feature. Um, now, do you think, you know, do you consider that a sport, or do you consider that just like gluttony at its finest? No, that's a sport. That, that, that most down, you're, if you're training for it and you have to expand your body in some kind of way, like if you're training for a marathon, what are you, what are you expanding? Your mass and muscle. So you're your endurance for a marathon. Your endurance. You're expanding that muscle. So what is he doing? He's expanding his stomach, his muscle of his stomach, and he's expanding it so he can hold all that food in without throwing it up at the top of that off. So <laughs> that's, that's the mean, most impressive part about it all. He didn't throw any up. Exactly. Well, the funniest thing is like he does it. They give him like two minutes to breathe, and then they have like a full interview with him. It's like yeah, I, I don't know how you're meeting. interviewing after you ate seventy-five hot dogs. How how are dogs not coming out of your mouth, your nose, your ears? No, if I was honestly, I'm like ESPN. I'm like, all right, I'm going to interview everyone beforehand, and if you win, we're just going to roll the beeline. <laughs> it's crazy, man. All right, thanks, Zach. Appreciate it, bro. Uh, later, buddy. See you, homie. There you go. This is some alarming numbers for you. Joey Chestnut's nutrition, 75 hot dogs and buns. Calories, 21,000. What does a normal human need for calories a day? An adult male, like three, like three thousand, thirty five hundred, three to thirty five hundred, something. So we like that. put on like seven pounds worth of grams of fat, one thousand eighty seven point five grams of saturated fat, four hundred fifty. Uh, let's see, sodium, fifty one thousand milligrams of sodium, one thousand eight hundred seventy five grams of carbs, two hundred twenty five grams of sugar, and with those hot dogs. 675 grams of protein. Lean and mean. Just like my guy, Pipeline to the North, Troy. What's up, dude? Hey, guys. I have uh, I get sick thinking about that 75 <laughs> hot dogs. My God. 75. I mean, I mean, really, you just take a fourth of that and I get sick watching it, guys. Troy, I'm thinking about it. Let's say, let's say your wife knew that you just inhaled 75 hot dogs. Oh, Does she God. even want to be next to you? Is she no. embarrassed to know hey, you? I... I I'm I'm hard up like all you guys, but I'm watching a little bit of the interview the other day after the eating contest. I was like, how can you even talk? You know, I'd, I'd be hurling. I know they'd be coming on my ears and nose, dude. I know it's just it's hard to phantom, but uh, whatever the guy the guy does it, and he's much more famous than I'm ever going to be. So anyway, hey, Troy, would you want to be famous though for eating 75 yeah, hot dogs well, in 10 minutes? Hey. They, they said he, he makes an income on that, so I don't know. But. Yeah. I mean, you got a lot of training. I think a lot of your favorite foods might be ruined. Yeah. Hey, I'm just calling kind of because I've been uh, tardy lately. I haven't been able to talk to you guys. Um, yeah, we've been missing you around here. Yeah. <laughs> my wife had an accident, so we had some major surgery a Oh, my, my condolences, man. That's ter- that's yeah, sucks to hear. It's kind of slowed us down, but we're on the mend, and uh, I... I kind of made a vow. I'm not going to be uh, calling in anymore talking about ruining the baseball season because of uh, the, the way that industry is in such bad shape right now. But, boy, I just, I just do not see guys' sports coming around. I just don't see it. I Troy, mean, I'm, until I see it on my TV, I don't believe it. I, I mean, I, I, I don't know if it's like people just don't want to admit it or they just want to, uh, you know, keep, keep the carrot dangling. But I think of it this way. We can't figure out how we're going to have kids in school right. coming up. You know, and the WIA starts football like in a month, and they're they're quiet on that. Also, it's like 
how are we, we going to watch the Badgers? Uh, yeah, I don't know, dude. And now you have – I'm going to read about this letter that Mark Murphy sent out to season ticket holders coming up here. But uh, what county are you in again, Troy? I'm in Door County. Oh, yeah, Door County. That's what it is. What's it like up there? I mean, is, is everything just pretty chill up there per usual? You know, they've, they've got, I think, like 44 confirmed cases, three deaths. Three deaths were early on. Yeah. But, uh, you know, you're getting a lot of tourists now coming up here. And, um, they make you, you know, nervous? Do you still, like uh, – I wear, I wear a mask yeah. whenever I go to the store. It's just the way it is. Yeah. I think that's, that's the way of the future, and people can fight it, but – um, I, I think that's kind of what we have to do right now until we can get this thing under control. But there's, there's, the tourists are up here right now, and it's, it's kind of like back to normal. So you got a bunch of fibs up there, Troy. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> we got our share, no doubt about it. So. Well, Troy, give your best to uh, to your wife for us, okay? I'm sorry to hear All that, right. but I hope everything's hey. going good for you, man. Hey, you guys are making my day by uh, hearing your voices again. And you're, you you're making our day by calling in, Troy. All right. Before I let you go, Joey Chestnut worth $1.5 million, according to Google. My God. Okay, get the Oscar right. Myers out. Get the eating, buddy. Let's go. <laughs> see, see you, Troy. <laughs> the pipeline of the North, Troy, right there. Oh, man. All from eating hot dogs. Hey, if someone's willing to pay you money for doing it, my God, go do it. I just, how many of us can actually eat 75? I want to know how you get... How one day just hits you, be like, you know what? I'm going to be a competitive. I'm going to start eating a lot of food. You have to sit down and watch like a show like Man versus Food and be like, I can do this. If it was I'm a, going to do this, Nelly, what what's the one food you would choose that would be your that like like your hot dog to Joey Chestnut? What is yours? What is your food? Man, I'd say me at like tacos, pizza, pizza, maybe macaroni with a side of applesauce. That would be what like about my, applesauce? That Dude, would be you like could my crush. water. You could slop up all kinds of applesauce. <laughs> you know how they dunk it in the water? Yeah, you could dunk That's it in my applesauce. macaroni. I'm dunking it in the applesauce. Nelly, what are you dunking applesauce? Your mac and cheese. A lot of stuff. Your pizza. Casserole. Yeah. 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 Um, hot dishes. Hot dishes. Casserole. Pot roast? Uh, sure. Yeah. My, my man loves... His Mott's applesauce, just like, you know who Cinnamon else? Cinnamon flavor. Cinnamon flavor. You know who else loves it? A.J. Dillon, new Packers running back. His nickname isn't the sauce. I think he gave that nickname to himself, though. Yeah, that's... Which we got to talk with him about. I've actually DM'd a couple times, trying to get him down the show here. Ask him about who loves applesauce more, you or A.J. Dillon. Breaking news! Breaking! Now, what do we know about the Milwaukee Brewers? They're in spring training 2.0. And they had 45 guys come. What intake day was on Wednesday, correct? Last Wednesday. Or was it Thursday? It was July 1st. July 1st. And then July 4th was their first practice. But during their first practice, not everyone was practicing. Well, I just see this. Is, does it, I think I might warrant. I think I might warrant this, Rowdy. Breaking news is coming from Twitter as I see Tom Hardricourt, Nelson's favorite, one of Nelson's favorite big J's, reporting. Brewers manager Craig Council said two players had positive COVID tests before intake and they gave permission for their names to be released. And first it was, didn't they say that none of their players tested positive for it? And now they're saying... Yeah, but it was, it was like weird. Remember how at all of a sudden... 
when they first had the staff back, there were people that tested positive. Mm-hmm. And then some players reported early. And they kind of just threw it all into one clump. And they're like, yeah, we had yeah, we had some guys. A handful in the of people in the facilities test positive. And then all of a sudden they had the rest of the players come in for intake. And they go, well, none of the players that were at intake tested positive today. Well, guess what? Story's changed. It's like 2020 now. You just wait five minutes and all of a sudden what you were told is the exact opposite of what they're telling you next. Brewers manager Craig Council says, yes, two players test positive for COVID-19. And they would be because... We don't want to violate any HIPAA laws here, but they said they could have their names released. Here you go, Rowdy. Angel Perdomo, excuse me. Angel Perdomo. Perdomo and Luis Urias. Now, those are two guys that would be competing for a job. Perdomo in the bullpen. Yep. And obviously Urias as shortstop with Orlando Arcia or potentially also being able to play second or third base. Um, pretty, I mean, they're not the biggest names on the Brewers, but those are, Uriah's pretty decent name. Well, he was one of the top minor leaguers he last was. year in the San Diego Padres system and was brought in basically to push Orlando Arcia. So are you exactly. Are you going to see anyone push Orlando Arcia now since he's got to be on the shelf for two weeks? Yeah, so the uh, council says they are in COVID protocols right now. And then council... Man, what yeah. bad luck for him, huh? I know, dude. Could you imagine being a guy he was, like... He was the guy that was obviously traded for in the Trent Grisham deal. Him and Eric Lauer were the two main pieces. And he's brought into... He's brought in to push Orlando Arcia, and if you remember correctly, he's the guy that had to have uh, surgery on his wrist, mm-hmm. so he wasn't... Yeah, he just had surgery on his wrist. He like, wasn't eligible, or he wasn't healthy enough to participate in spring training 1.0, <laughs> and now in spring training 2.0, a.k.a. summer camp... He's got the wrongs. He now has the coronavirus. Uh, the king on Twitch says, thank goodness Orlando Arcia will keep his job. <laughs> Because, Nelly, what do we know about Orlando Arcia? The dude can get super hot for, for, like two a, weeks. for two weeks and in a shortened season. Let's hope he can get hot in this shortened season if, if, if the season happens. Yeah, Orlando Arcia is the guy that will get super hot for two weeks at the beginning of the year and super hot for two weeks towards the end of the season. How about a guy who's always super hot, Christian Yelich? Here's more comments from him on um, about the season. To be honest, like there's no telling what's going to happen. I, we really just don't know, and um, figure we're going to give it a shot and try and make the most of it. See if we could pull this thing off and uh, get back to baseball. Doesn't seem the most confident there with his comments on the season. Oh, what else are they going to say? Yeah, I mean, I, do you feel confident in the season? I, I, I honestly still don't. I still do feel confident for the first couple of weeks. I, I don't know. I honestly don't with, know. With having up to 60 guys at those spring training camps, I think it starts. How far does it go once more people start testing positive? But I think it, you give yourself a chance when you get people there the first week of July and you don't start till the last week of July mm-hmm. to rid out the people that have COVID-19, quarantine them, and go from there. And kind of keep your healthy people around each other, but we'll see. We'll see. But did you see some of the workouts on Saturday? You know how we were talking about Corey Knebel the other day? Yeah. He threw his first bullpen, I think it was, on Saturday. Said he looked good. Oh, hell yeah. Said he looked, I think the the quote was, looked sharp. Love it. And that was the guy that obviously we were, Brewer fans were hoping he'd come back in, fill that closer's role. Mm-hmm. 
they didn't expect him back until the end of May, but obviously starting at the end of July now, <laughs> they're hoping he would be 100%. Now, the Brewers yeah. didn't want to push it. So I think one day he threw like the 15 pitches. But from what uh, I heard and all accounts on Twitter, looked quite sharp with the curveball and the fastball was right there. So it sounds like Corey Knable yeah, yeah, yeah. should be ready to roll once they start late July, Perfect. which is that's a big, that's a big shot in the arm. That's big. For the bullpen. Uh, if this season does work out, which I still have my mm, my doubts, I won't believe it till I see Brandon Woodruff trot out on that mound, throw out a first pitch in Miller Park. But here's more from Christian Yelich about trying to make the season work. We have to be cautious because, like I said, if we end up coming down with this thing, then it's an extended period of time away. And for us, it's really just minimizing the time that we spend away from the field or our houses basically and not really going out into to public or, or doing things that we don't absolutely have to do and that's what it's going to take for um, this to be successful so in a normal season say like a uh, ryan braun comes down with general soreness and he goes on the dl did you say genital or general 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 soreness and you know before last year the standard dl was 15 days so roughly two weeks mm-hmm if you come down with COVID-19 and you have to quarantine for two weeks, two weeks in this shortened season, <laughs> there's only eight weeks in the season. Yep. You miss a quarter of you the went, season just if there. you get COVID-19. Uh, speaking of a shorter season, Yelich has comments on that saying, you know what, I think this is going to work out for us when it comes to a shorter season. But before I give you those comments, he talks about if you get off to a slow start. If you get off to a, a tough start or a bad start, it, you're really behind the eight ball, not only as a player, but if your team gets off to a bad start, you take a, a one in 10 start or a two in 10 or something like that. Um, you're in a tough position just because you don't have that extended period of time to make that up. And <laughs> Yeah, there ain't no time like the president in this short yeah, season. So, so how many players, if you look at it as in a, player situation if say it's the second week of the season and you test positive for COVID-19 so now you're down two weeks now that's literally half the year do you just do you just call it you say I don't feel like coming back some players already doing that right or like he said with teams if you started two and ten are teams just going to call it and be like well I guess we're showing up to the ballpark today we can't really make the playoffs anymore well well uh here's more from Yelly about benefiting from a shorter season we definitely feel comfortable with the way our roster is constructed and the guys that we have on the team. And uh, like you said, the DH, I think definitely helps us just the way that we like to play as a team. I think the way that the, I guess the season or the rules have been set up are kind of something that doesn't hurt us. You know, I feel comfortable saying that, but a big part of the season is literally just going to be health and guys doing their job and making sure that they're, they're available and not only for our team, but, for any team, I feel like in this league to have success, you're going to really have to stay on top of um, doing all the things you need to do to ensure that um, you don't test positive. <laughs> Whatever you do, don't get it. Basically, Yelly is saying, basically he's saying, my God, do not leave your house for anything besides baseball-related activities. <laughs> do not well, do anything. Well, speaking of the DH, I know Ryan Braun had some comments. He did. I was going to talk about that coming up. Ryan Braun Definitely very intrigued, very intrigued when it comes to the DH position. I know he briefly said that, 
you know, he was thinking about this was going to be his last year. Yeah. But he didn't know if he wanted to end on this type of note. I feel like every player would kind of feel like that, right? You wouldn't want your last season to be this, whatever this ends up being. My God, no. Could you imagine if, like, Vince Carter, this is how Vince Carter for the NBA had to end his career because of the Rona. Well, he's going to end it anyways. He's going to end it anyways, but a legend like Vince Carter, who's the only player ever to play in three decades. I thought it was four. Four, Yeah, excuse me, you're right. Four decades, excuse me. Well done. Four decades. Only player ever to play in four decades. His Hall of Fame career... No, it was three. Was it three? He's drafted in... Yeah, you're right. I was wrong the first time. Yeah, he was drafted in 1998. Okay, so imagine being that kind of guy, that kind of career, and you got to cut it short because everything else is cut short. Now, play devil's advocate to that. He was playing on the Hawks. Ooh, I thought they were sneaky good. <laughs> so they weren't going anywhere. So, yeah, he just lost, what, roughly 15 games of his career? <laughs> yeah. I feel like, yeah, I probably should have hung it up a couple of years yeah, ago. Yeah, at that point, he was probably just like, thank you. But let's be honest, I like the money. Thank you. I can't pull a hammy in these last <laughs> 15 games. Ryan Braun. Brewers slugger Ryan Braun says he's now more likely to play beyond 2020, and it's all because of the DH. Or is it? Or is it? Now, what's your take on this, Nelly? Because well, you're the one, or is it? Yeah. Well, obviously, they incorporated the DH rule mm-hmm. just for the 2020 season, which is 60 games as of now. If it happens. Might turn into 15 games. We'll see. But, yeah, you don't know exactly what's going to happen. Obviously, Ryan Braun's under contract for this season. Next season is a, well, it's a club option. Mm-hmm. Well, I believe, actually, it's a mutual option. But you know he's going to say yes when it's fifteen million dollars. Oh, the club probably just won't sure. pick it up. But that doesn't mean they can't come to an agreement on a much cheaper deal to keep him around. Yeah, twenty twenty one, fifteen mil. Yep, and then twenty twenty two, he's an uh, unrestricted free agent. Yep. So this season's definitely probably his last. Now, what is the old saying? Give someone an inch, they'll take a mile. Oh yeah. That's kind of how a lot of people feel, and I'm in that same boat with the National League having a DH. You gave them an inch by saying, yeah, it's a pandemic-shortened 60-game season. We'll have it for this year. But are they going to try and incorporate that in 2021? For sure. I think they try and do it too. Mm -hmm. Now, if they don't, this 60-game season or however long it lasts, Ryan Braun will be working out and playing first base because the Brewers have a ton of good outfielders. Mm-hmm. You obviously have Lorenzo Cain and Christian Yelich. You have Ryan Braun. They signed Avisail Garcia. You still have Ben Gamble. Like you still have a a number of players that are major league level in the outfield. And Ryan Braun has never really been a great defensive player. His his war defensive slipped as the past couple of years, yeah. He's been working out at first base. They've mentioned it, was that even two years ago where he might get some uh, play at first base? Yep. Now all of a sudden, hey, it's him and Justin Smoke. They're probably going to be the guys that are playing first base. Well, then you look at the um, Brewer Beat writers. I believe it was Adam McKelvey that was tweeting some things out and had a picture of Ryan Braun taking the majority of of infield reps Mm -hmm. at first base. And Ryan Braun, I, Ryan Braun, I wonder base. if this is like a free roll for him and the Brewers to have him try out playing first base a 
big amount of time, like mm-hmm. a great amount of time to see if he can do it for, say, next year if they want to sign him. Yeah, and we, it, we do know he'll be DH a lot if there is a season this year. Because what was his biggest problem, obviously, at third base? It wasn't necessarily his glove, but it was making throws. Mm-hmm. If you play first base, you aren't throwing the ball a whole lot. No, you're just catching the ball. <laughs> They're throwing it to you. I think could that if he now this is all can Ryan Braun continue to hit? Can he stay healthy? If he can, if he figures out first base, he could be there for one, two, three more years. Yeah. Uh Brawny says, quote, I don't take for granted this could be my last year playing baseball. Obviously, there's a sense of urgency every year, but for me. Knowing that this could be my last chance ever, it's something that adds to that sense of urgency. And he said, continue on, quote, obviously at this age and where I'm at in my career, it's very appealing to me to have the option to DH for a decent percentage of my at-bats. Which, and when we were talking about, I think this was this winter, when we were talking about if he didn't re-up with the Brewers, where would he potentially go? And we, we talked well, he, about... Yeah, he holds all the cards. Well, when he's an un, when he's a free agent. Well, he he still even if he wants like if he were to force a trade, which it's not going to happen. But he he gets to pick where he ch- goes because he's at that it would only tenure rule. Make sense that he would want to go to an AL where they had a DH. Yeah. And outside of a maybe a couple NL teams, you're thinking AL for DH for sure. But I think yeah, he could. It's a little free test run to see how he can play first base. Yeah, um, and, it's, and if he plays bad. Again, everyone can write it off as it was a shortened pandemic yeah, type season. It's a win-win. Like you'd be like, "Oh, dude, it was a you know it was a meaningless season. Essentially, sixty games, whatever. We just were trying." Some and stuff the, basically, out. the Brewers found out that he can't play first base. Yeah, and he would have to be a full-time DH. So Craig Council said Braun will spend time at DH, but also will play right field and, as you were talking about, first base. Uh, Council said, we'll have a number of people in that role of DH. There will not be a starting DH for our team. You'll see Ryan there. I probably liked it for Christian Yelich just as much when I saw the rule, the ability to keep him in the lineup for more games, especially at the start here when we're going to have to be really careful with soft tissue injury for guys. Yeah, the four guys I would imagine the Brewers would have playing DH would be obviously Ryan Braun. Braun. Christian Yelich just to keep him in the lineup, but give him basically days off from Yelly. the field. Avisel Garcia. Garcia. He's obviously already played in the AL with the Tigers. And? And the White Sox. And? You said four. Oh, I thought you kept asking me like nope. more teams. I'm like, and? Keston Hira. Kest Daddy. He struggled in the field at second base, but yet we all know he's got a good stick. Kest Daddy, baby. Let's go to the phones quick. Welcome to the show. Who do I got? You got Thomas again. Thomas, what is up, dude? Nelson was wondering about you. Well, I, I, I just heard Nelson ripping on Ryan Braun. What did he say, Thomas? You want to defend Braun's honor? Well, he's Ryan Braunchise. He is the franchise. Yep, the Braunchise, if you will. He, there's going to be a season this year, and he's going to play this season. How many, ding, how many dingers? Thomas, Ryan Braun's D, as DH, how many dingers do you think he hits? Uh, over, under of 20. I think the over. My man. I think he's going to get 30. I think we should drink a beer every time he hits one, Thomas. Yep. That's what I'm talking about, baby. Yeah. Heck yeah. Thomas, I'm like, I love you defending Ryan Braun's honor. I appreciate it. Let's go. And so does Braun. He told yeah. me. See you. <laughs> See you. Good stuff there from Thomas. Bringing in, I, don't th- I don't think you were talking smack about Braun. I really but, wasn't. But I think, That's I think, probably more of the positive talk that I I've had. I think Thomas knew he could feel it. Thomas could feel it coming, I think. He's like, I could feel it. 
Bruin and, and Nelly. Bruin <laughs> up and rowdy. If you set the over-under for Ryan Braun... At 19 and a half home runs, I put my whole bank account on, on the, the under. under. <laughs> what would you set for Bronny home runs? 60 games. In 60 games? Eight and a half? In really? Eight and a half? Man, I take I'd take that. I'd take the over. No problem. Yeah. Mm, what did I what did I say? 20? <laughs> yeah, 20. Wasn't that what the bet was? Will all <laughs> yeah, player will all player hit 20 it was home runs? 19 and a half. Yeah, I think. 19 and a half. Will all player hit 19 and a half home runs over under from Vegas? We thought what, maybe Yelly, maybe Bellinger. Yeah, there were a few guys like Pete Alonzo was one of them yeah, that crushed a Alonzo. bunch. Uh Chris Davis, never count him out. Former Brewer. The guy at the noodle arm? The guy that can't throw at all. Hey, that's why he's a DH. The guy that proclaims Radio Joe's from the Bill Michaels show is one of the reasons why he wanted to leave. Soft. Charming soft. I think uh, Chris Davis, he's in the right spot for himself. He's an AL player. <laughs> he's a DH. If Too you funny. Wa- if you watched him much in the outfield in Milwaukee, you realize why he's a DH. Dude, a guy that can crank a bomb like that, you, got, you figured you'd have a lot of arm strength, right? To be able to hit. When you watch him field the ball, well, I should say throw the ball after he fields it. The guy needs like two cutoff men, Nelly, from outfield. How yeah. Do, the, how how far do you think he can throw a ball? Like twenty feet. It's insane of how embarrassingly weak his throwing arm is. Like I know we like, you can go watch videos of it. I know we talk about home talent here and there, but you can find guys in home talent. In the Madison area that are playing outfield, who can bomb it? Much stronger arms than Chris Davis. Nelson, we've looked up YouTube, I would call them, I guess, lowlights, not highlights, lowlights of Chris Davis literally needing to hit two cutoff guys. Remember that video? So, what are you doing? How do you not have the arm strength to get that ball? Whatever. But, but I digress. He's not on the Brewers anymore. He would still be a Brewer if they were in the AL. <laughs> guy, guy can swing the stick. All right, 608-321-1670. Twitter is at Zone Madison. Ryan Braun said, yeah, I could extend my career as DH. Nothing like a guy that hits 244 and 40-plus bombs. That's Chris Davis. Yeah, just can't throw the ball after he fields it. So Braun, yeah, saying this will be – he says he'll be fresher at the end of this season than he would after a 162-game schedule. You know, well, no, duh. Also is adopting the designated hitter this season, the DH. Braun says, yeah, I can like my career and I can play beyond 2020. 15 mil coming up on that contract, though, Nelly. Yeah, they're not – the club's not going to pick that up. Ryan Braun would obviously elect for that to be picked up, but he's dreaming. And then 20, yeah, 2021, a mutual option of a $4 million buyout. If the NL – decides to accept the DH permanently. And if Ryan Braun can show this year that he can play first base and he can play it at at least an above average level and he can still swing the stick, I wouldn't be surprised if the Brewers signed him to a two or three year deal. Now, obviously I think that would be the rest of his career and it wouldn't be for big money, but it would be a contract and he would stay in Milwaukee. Do you think, Ryan Braun finishes his career, his in, in the entirety of his career as a Milwaukee Brewer. I do. I think he does. Yeah, got a pretty good around here. You know, got a damn. Good. I mean, he's a guy that was pretty much. If you weren't a Prince Fielder guy, you were a Ryan Braun guy, right? 
But you weren't a Ricky Weeks guy if there's a third option, right? Well, if you were, then people <laughs> question about you. But like that was the thing, right? You were either a Prince Fielder or a Ryan Braun guy, but you yeah. liked both of them? Yeah. You just had your favorite? Yeah, everyone's always got their favorite. I would say the last couple of years before that testing positive for PEDs, Ryan Braun had pushed ahead of Prince Fielder as being the majority of people's favorite in Milwaukee. Yeah, I think he's, I think if you were to poll people, it's still Braun, Braun would win that in a landslide. Yeah, and then obviously he's kept a ton of fans since testing positive multiple times and his little press conference yeah. and all that stuff. I used to be I used to be upset about it. I've moved on of my life. I mean, it's like I get why he would do it. Well, I understand what, it. Like, that's what I'd, I'm saying. Ryan Braun, love it. Go for it, dude. He kept a ton of fans. The Braun chise. Even after that, where. We've seen it. You've watched TV. You've watched the Brewer games. Mm-hmm. They'll go to different stadiums and he'll get booed. Yeah, I mean that's that's you know. But as a Brewers why, fan, why would you want to leave Milwaukee where a lot of the same fans still accept you as being Ryan Braun? Yeah, and I've moved on from Ryan Braun years ago. I'm, I I embrace and celebrate the guy now. Why not? Like you still have people saying he's the greatest Brewer of all time. He's got some numbers up there. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say it, but he's got. He's top five, top three, probably. He's well, got if numbers. We, if we did a list of favorite brewers, favorite brewers of all time. God, I would. Mine would be a little different. It'd be like I'd throw like Ben Sheets. Um. Well, that's what I was gonna say. Ryan Braun would have still came in on my list because I was a huge Braun fan until 2012, 2013. Yeah. God, favorite brewers. Braun was my favorite player until then. Yeah, Bronny's awesome, dude. I don't. I could care two craps less that he tested positive for PEDs. He paid his dues, got his lumps. Now we welcome him back with open arms. Jeff Jenkins would have to be on that list for me. Oh, gee off. Yeah, Jeff Jenkins, a beast. Scotty Poe said Nick. Scotty P. Ben He'd Sheets also up there. Be on that top five. Um, I would have to put up. What about the big sexy? Sexton. Not long would enough. Would make for my him. list. Not long enough. But for I mean, him. Scott Pesetnik made my would make my list, and he was only with the Brewers for like two years. Yeah. What about CC Sabathia? Does he make your list? <laughs> oh, there's a cup of coffee. <laughs> Three months. <laughs> hey, watching him pitch was phenomenal. <laughs>